The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there will be not enough for you and for us. You'd better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be with you all today. Um, I have to tell you that several months ago when our pastor Elizabeth was planning her maternity leave, she had written me and asked if I would be interested in preaching um, several times while she was away. And I said, yeah, sure. And so I sent her a couple of dates and she said, you do realize that the second date is the Sunday after the election. And I have to have to say, I went, oh, no, I hadn't really thought about that. Um, but I was sure that the election was Tuesday and we would have had a lot of time to um, process what had happened. But as we all know, the election count went into the weekend. And so it's been a little bit of a frazzled weekend, I think, for everybody. But shifting our focus somewhat from the macro to the micro, from the worry about our country at large, to focus on something much closer to home, I'd like to talk this morning about two-year-olds. I'd like to focus not on two-year-old dogs, which I'm sure many of us here could go on about, or two-year-old cats. Nope, I wanna focus, at least for the moment, on two-year-old children. Possibly in part because my husband, Ian, and I have a two-year-old grandson. He is an absolute delight, a bundle of life and emotion transparent as clean water. His name is Byron Justin. He's about three feet tall. He's as fast as lightning and, of course, smart as a whip. He's very capable in pursuing goals and getting help in that pursuit. And he's most adept at letting you know when he is simply not having it. Ah, the terrible twos. I think what people mean when they use this term is this, that it's the age when a child learns the tremendous power in saying, shouting, spitting, screaming, stomping the word, no. I love watching my daughter deal with this developmental age. 
really. She's incredibly patient. I especially love it because she herself at that age was a deep lover of her own autonomy. We have a well-worn story in our family about our daughter at that age refusing to eat her peas. Her dad, in an intended show of strength, told her she would have to sit at the dinner table until she did eat them. She eventually, literally, fell asleep with her head on her plate face down in the peas. Another time, this same plucky, at the time two-year-old, put her hand on her hip and stated emphatically, like I am sure many other two-year-olds have, you are not the boss of me. Saying no, the ability to say no is actually a great thing. Of course, the color corollary saying yes, an emphatic yes is also a good thing. In the gospel reading we just heard from Matthew, Jesus tells us yet another parable about the kingdom of God. It will be like this, he says, 10 bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil, no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, look, here is the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all the bridesmaids got up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there will not be enough for you and for us. You better go and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with them into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Among, among biblical scholars, there is discussion about when this parable made its way into Matthew's gospel. Some wonder if it was added to Jesus' sayings later as an encouragement to the early church who had expected Jesus' imminent return. Those scholars emphasize the be on the lookout, ready at any moment theme of this story. The bridegroom is Jesus and he's taking his sweet time and coming down the road to usher in the festivities. Another way to look and to hear this gospel though, is to believe that Jesus is simply telling us something important about how we ought to live as faithful disciples. He's pointing out the importance of being able to say no. I have to admit that over the years in listening to the gospel reading, it has occurred to me that maybe the wise bridesmaids were a little smug and stingy in their refusals. I can imagine this scene, everyone a bit bedraggled. They've been waiting for a long time along this side of the road. No cell phone with GPS tracking where the bridal party is. For all they know, the bachelor party was simply run over time. The boys are having way too much fun. They fall asleep. And of course, then the groom and his party show up. In some discussions about this gospel, this point of enough time is emphasized. If the bridesmaids who had not brought oil would have gone to get stores instead of sleeping, they would have been prepared. They did have time to refocus, to get prepared. But what about the wise bridesmaids, the ones who simply said no? 
There will not be enough for you and for us. You'd better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. No, this is the way it is. No, if we share with you, none of us will have what we need to light the way and welcome the groom. No, our focus is on the wedding and our part in it. No, we cannot. I don't know about you all, but I have trouble with definitive no's. I don't mean in this biblical context, I mean in the course of my own life. I find that there are times when I want to say no, but talk myself out of the no for a quivery, unenthusiastic, equivocal yes. In our faith life, the unwillingness to say and mean no is a problem. And frankly, I don't think I'm the only one with this issue. As a society, we are overrun with it. In saying yes, when we want to say no, we seem to confuse niceness with goodness, convenience with justice, and condescension with love. The good we seek is egocentric rather than altruistic. We think it will feel better in the moment to say yes. The biggest problem though with the inability to say no is that it also hinders our ability to say yes. Frankly, this is what faith is all about, right? The choices we make between yes and no, life and death. We say yes to the foolish bridesmaids and we miss out on the wedding feast. We say no to the foolish bridesmaids and it encourages them to take responsibility, to learn and to grow. And it keeps us focused on the wedding. A no allows us to serve joyfully as we had intended. It allows us to celebrate with the bridal party, to join in the feast. The great theologian of our century, Paul Tillich, described faith not just as something you move toward outside of yourself, but as the interior unifying force. He talks about faith as that which is one's ultimate concern, not just that which you move toward, but also the unifying force that drives you. In this gospel, Jesus is telling his disciples, telling us, that our faith, our ultimate concern, needs to be the wedding banquet. In the next weeks, all of us will face numerous opportunities for reflection, discernment, and choice. We will have the opportunity to respond with firm no's and unequivocal yeses.